I love right. when it says that. It never fails to startle me. It kind of, it really freaks me out. And I left it in the other um, video, but you can't hear the audio of the lady saying, this meeting is being recorded. So it just sounds really weird when we all just freak out for some kind of like obscure, non-disclosed reason. But anyways, um, yeah, you have to consent to record, which is very nice. Um, so welcome to 3AM Thoughts. I'm Kay. Joined with me today are um, Stina, Courtney, Jen, and Jean. Today, we're, you know, I brought up last time that we're talking about feelings loosely. Um, it's a lot more than that. And uh, it, it turned into a downhill, uh, downward spiral. And you know what, we're going to roll with it and everything's going to be a-okay Coolio beans. Um, and great for today um gene will be leading our discussion so if you want to hit it off oh i do um so first and foremost i want to talk about marriage because in this this quarantine time i have been doing a lot of thinking also feeling very domestic doing some weird nesting um <laughs> I feel that. I'm kind of mad you say that. <laughs> because have you also been nesting? I well, nesting, but also like feeling really stupidly domestic for like mm-hmm. almost no reason. And I actually called my dad sometime during this quarantine to like update him on my status about how I feel about kids because I saw a picture of Chris Evans holding a baby's foot and like I started tearing up and it was just a really bizarre experience and I hated every second of it yeah and like I hate to out myself like that but like I've been going through it for no reason Yeah, I feel like, for me especially, because I cannot leave the house, otherwise I will die. Um, That's how I feel about the pandemic, at least. Uh, I feel like this weird, like, draw to, like, being married and, like, having a house and, like, being domestic with someone and, like, waking up in the morning and making pancakes, which I don't even like pancakes, but... I don't know if you guys have been having similar feelings. I mean, Stina, you're engaged, so I feel like you're in a slightly different <laughs> position than the rest of us. Well, I feel like it's weird during the pandemic. I've seen a lot of people have babies and still have their weddings, which I wouldn't have expected at the beginning of the pandemic. And it does have me feeling some sort of way that I don't like. Yeah, one of the cashiers at work actually took last week off to go to her daughter's wedding. Like, marriages are just still happening. Yeah. My cousin just recently got married. One of my supervisors during this quarantine had his baby. Um, Another person I know is also pregnant. And then, like, there are at least two other people I know who have either got married, got engaged, or have also had a child. Like, I don't know, maybe it's because we're getting like we're getting older to that age where more people in our demographic are like settling down having kids starting families or if it's just like everyone's inside so 
everyone's rabbiting. What are you gonna do? <laughs> if you catch my drift, but like, I don't know. But I, it's weird because we all collectively are kind of feeling the same or at least similarly. I felt that way before the pandemic. I was like, give me a wife. I want a nice home. Like, wake up with my dog, eat breakfast. Like, let's go to the fucking, I don't know, plant nursery, get some plants in a garden. Right? Yes. Jen, I want that for you. I want want that for me too. (laughs) I want that for you also. Um, Actually, this, it was funny because just yesterday I was talking to um, our other friend, Caitlin, about like domestic stuff. And we both agreed that like, we very much both want to be married, but we don't want to go through the trouble of dating. <laughs> like, it's it's very, I feel bad um, saying it, but it, it gets to be uh, tedious and time consuming. And it's almost like a lot of work for kind of little payout, in my personal opinion. And that's only in if you're looking at dating as, like, going to meet new people from mm. the get-go and, mm-hmm. like, not already boosting, like, relationships you already have, you know? Mm. But, yeah, it's, um, it's a lot. Because also during quarantine, I uh, went on a Tinder journey. Um... <laughs> How'd that go? <laughs> well, so actually, I it was really it was really good, and it did exactly what I thought it was going to. So I mean, like, I'm not disappointed. I'm not surprised by anything. Um, I met some really cool people actually, um, and I'm still having conversations with them, and they're they're really nice. And I've also had a lot of really freaking weird people you can't win them all i guess I like bad tinder interactions could be a podcast in and of itself yeah there's so many so many and we'll, you know what we'll do it they all stem for men oh yeah not to make sweeping generalizations here but i will <laughs> yes all of the weird tinder interactions i have had are with heterosexual um cis men yeah or for the course i feel like <laughs> you know not to make sweeping generalizations but you know but we are. what i expect <laughs> yeah yeah but no i just i feel like all of our friends like i suppose outside of this circle are like getting married and like buying houses and like doing all of these really like great adult goals and i'm like I also would like to do things. I would also like to have those. It's weird. I feel like I've just had the realization that, oh, like, you're old enough where, like, those things can happen. Yeah. And I didn't really realize that until, like, not that long ago, like, maybe a few days ago, that I'm not a child anymore. And those those things are bound to happen at some point. I, um worked with someone who was only like 10 days older than I was and when she started working with me she was already married and 
as we were working together, she was in the process of like buying a house. And like, I was sitting there at my desk being like, how? Just, I can't even fathom. And like, they were also talking about like, you know, someday when we have kids and things like that. And I was like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. like, I have a cat and a PlayStation. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, I have I have two children, um, Gigi and Kitty. They're <laughs> uh I am very much a cat mother and I love it. And uh yeah, that's the extent of that. And my my mom, um she's if anyone was born to be a mother, it it was my mom. Like she loves kids. She's great with kids. Like she was a great mother. It was like she isn't still a great mom. Wow. Sorry, mom. Let's <laughs> hope she doesn't but, listen to this. <laughs> no, she'll listen. I'm sure. Christ. But um, I love you, mom. Anyways, uh, she was as soon as I got into a relationship, uh, she immediately was like, "So grandkids," and I'm just like. <laughs> the best you're going to get are these fur babies. <laughs> and that's that's that right now. Mm. My stance has kind of changed, which begins my crisis. But, yeah. Are you, are you, you thinking about you want kids or is... Oh, God. <laughs> like, you want children? I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't say that I want children. Like, I have baby fever. I feel like it's more like if it happens, it happens. But I don't want children in the normal way that people want children, like procreating. Like, I would rather adopt a child. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I was able to be financially stable, I would very much for like two people and not just like barely myself I would definitely consider like having a whole like Batman Robin situation going on oh my god that'd be amazing I mean that's kind of my goal because like my my other stance on things is that like you know if people want kids so bad and they're able to financially like have kids like you don't necessarily need to have a spouse in order to parent and raise a child and like the idea of being in a marriage first before you parent or have kids like isn't necessarily the best anyways um and you should on it like my whole thing is, like, you should just do what you want. Do what you fucking want. Like, don't hurt anyone and don't be an idiot. And, like, if you can do it and you can manage, like, having a kid, like, yeah, do it. Like, what's what's stopping you? Yourself. Adopt. Yeah, there's so many kids that need adopting. Like, why don't you just do that? Like, do you really need to, like, sow your seed in something in order to make it more legitimate? Because as an adopted kid... Did you have to say it like that, though? Yes, I did. I did. I very <laughs> much did. <laughs> I, people feel really, really strongly about that. Like, they'll say, you know, it has nothing to do with the fact that the child is not mine, but I want to have, like, a baby the natural way, or, or like, just, like, nonsense like that. And as someone who does not want children, it is very difficult for me to to grasp the idea of, like, you want to have children, but you only want to have kids in this certain type of way. And like, 
not everything is like the right approach for everyone. Like there are some people who should not adopt children. Please don't. You're irresponsible. You don't need to be taking care of a child who needs, especially if white families that adopt children from other countries, if you're not going to take up like the additional like task of educating your child about like where they came from and their culture and respecting it. Like you can't raise your kid as white. That's a whole different Mm. other story, but don't at me and my family like that. On the face journey, <laughs> like the entire time I was watching your face. Um, it wasn't necessarily an ad at you, but I do have several other friends who also fall in that category. And um, I have several other friends and family members that also follow that category. And it's it's rough. And my, my parents and I have had many a talks and discourse about, you know, it. But yeah, it's not it's not the the right path for everyone, but some people will like get up on their soapbox and be like, this is the only way that I can have children. But it seems like you're more obsessed with the idea of like creating like a child from you and your partner's like gross bodily fluids instead of being like a parent to a child in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. So that's how I feel. I don't like know, you just really have- oh, I'm sorry. If if you're adopting a child, then you're putting in the work and you know that you want a child. But I feel like sometimes people have a baby just to have a baby. Like, that's what you're supposed to do, so they just do it. But yeah, like, out of obligation. Yeah. But if you're going through, like, the process to adopt a child, you know that you want that child. And you, you want it in your life, and you want to raise it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would hope. Yeah, yeah. Y- yes. It's a long process, I feel like, though. So you have to be, I'd imagine you're quite serious if you try to adopt a child. More so than like, oops, it was an accident. I guess we're keeping it. Yeah. Accidents are also important children. Speaking yes. as an accident. <laughs> important, but the parents not always uh, well-suited to take care of the children. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, for sure. Especially if it was not in the books to have the child. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're open to the idea, is I'm, is what you're saying. I'm open to the conversation, and it also depends on several thousand factors. But like, if and when I ever get a partner, and if and when my financial status is <laughs> any better. but yeah basically because the other thing too though is that a lot of people i've been in relationships with or that i like are very much people who like see themselves having kids in the future and i don't want to close myself off to that relationship immediately because i know that that's something that they want like i would rather be at least open to the idea um than just flat out saying no but it's definitely still like something that like if if i do agree like this is something that like we agree as a unit and like under the circumstances that both are good for the two of us or however many people are raising this child i guess all of them 
all of the people. Because children do best, I think, personally, when they are raised by more people. Like if you have your parents or your grandparents or extended family or multiple partners, like I think that children benefit from having lots of people raise them. Yeah, it takes to say that people who are single parents can't raise their children, but I think you are at a greater like advantage if you have all of those extra hands. Yeah, takes a village. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Precisely. Because that's something that I less worry about, but it's definitely at the back of my mind anytime that I'm considering like dating someone or being in a relationship with someone is that I don't want children. And that's like a deal breaker for me, you know, like I'm not going to change my mind. I don't think that I'm coming around to the idea of it. And most people who want kids, like, I feel like they're not going to want to change their mind about it either. And all you're going to do is disappoint each other if you don't have, if you're not on the same page with that, you know? It's very much something that you can't really compromise on. Because if either one gives in, there's going to be regrets that potentially could harm the children's development. It's nothing like having a child that you come to resent because you never wanted children in the first place. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. the other thing too, though, is that like, it's not even just about having kids. It's about like, am I, like, what can I do for this child? Am I really fit to be a parent? Because at the end of the day, it's not about me, it's about the kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think people uh, take that into consideration as much as they should. <laughs> they, uh, they do not. They yeah, definitely, definitely do not. And that's the other thing, too, though, is that I find myself being, like, a, a really big advocate for children um, in general. And yet, you know, I really, like, don't... I, I really would rather not have kids, but... Um, being a big advocate for children in general and then seeing people who like very aggressively want to have kids but then are not advocating the same things or rights for children is like kind of mind-boggling to me but like i i don't know yeah because when you when you bring children into the world like it is no longer about you because Mm -hmm. they children not that they're helpless but they rely on you for the first however many years of their life to take care of them and make sure that they Mm -hmm. turn into a decent human being and if you can barely have that together for yourself like how are you going to do that for someone else (laughs) and that i remember how we got on the topic of polyamory so we were talking (laughs) about marriage and i was talking about how Ever since I was like a child, I, I want to get married, but I am afraid of the idea that I'm going to like change my mind about the person that I marry after I get married. And yeah, you can get divorced and everything, but it is so much harder to get divorced than it is to get married. And then we were talking about how really what I want is like a commune of wives. Like we have like a central house and all of the wives can come and go as they please and everyone can choose to engage in any type of relationship they want with all of the wives and everyone's happy. And there's no fear of regret because all of your relationships are different, but equally important. And that's what we were talking about because like 
to me, the idea of like loving one person or just being with one person for the rest of my life is terrifying. Like, what if I change my mind about that person? I don't know if you guys have that fear. It's just me. It, I, I think it's very dependent on the person. And like, mm-hmm. that's a really kind of like cop-out answer in a certain in a certain way it's true though yeah i think i would yeah well the other thing is that i would never put myself in a situation where if i had any doubt that something would go south and it would be unfixable granted like you never know what's gonna happen but like Mm -hmm. like i don't think And that's also something to communicate to your partner and or partners mm-hmm. as well. And I feel like by the time we would even get to talking about, like, marriage, like, a conversation about either polyamory or, like, commitment, doubts, or whatever would have already been talked about, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't think I've ever... Like, the idea of only loving one person was never, like, I suppose, like, a worry. And maybe it's because it's so, like, monogamy is so normalized, where it's, like, I don't even, like, doesn't even cross my mind. Um, And at the same time, I also feel in myself that, like, I am at full capacity to really, like, love more than one person. But, like, that has to be communicated Mm -hmm. through various channels. Mm -hmm. I guess I've thought about it before, but it's been one of those things where it's like, uh, I'll figure it out when I get there, because so far (laughs) I've been... (laughs) very single for quite some time and haven't had to worry about these types of things i mean i have also been single for several years and i still worry about them anyway i guess i'm like i just don't if if it scares me then i'm just gonna not think about it if it's not like in the very soon future yeah you don't have to worry about it yeah. I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. I I don't know. I feel like I'm a big old sap and I love the idea of like the one where it's like that that's the one. Like I know I want that to be my wife. But at the same time, I could be open to uh being in a relationship with more than one person, but I I feel like the the odds of that are probably low. I feel like the other thing that may or may not turn me off to that idea is that I have not seen a polyamorous relationship in my life, with the exception of one, go well. I've seen them all go to, like, fights. But that's that's Mm. because it was polyamory not done right, because... In any relationship, like, you need open communication and, like, a relationship with more than one partner, you obviously need 
double, triple the amount of open communication. And in my opinion, that should be between all parties. But how this other person that I knew did it is like he essentially pitted the two people he was with against each other. And um, they didn't have any communication with the two people he was in a relationship with, didn't have communication with each other. And like, it was just, it wasn't a good time. It was a mess for everybody. And that's not my business, but it's also like not, it's, it's not healthy and it's not good and it's not fair to anyone either. Yeah, like healthy, like normal productive relationships between two people are difficult enough because communication is hard, expressing your feelings is hard and like being open and honest about like your wants and needs is difficult. And then when you have to do that, with multiple people and everyone has to come to some type of like agreement or you know so give and take like that's 10 times harder Mm -hmm. and to be fair I'm not particularly worried about being in a polyamorous relationship because I need to swindle one person into dating me first (laughs) before we can upgrade (laughs) to that so one step at a time (laughs) I feel like people think that Uh, polyamory is just like fun and you just get to date everybody and it's not a lot of work but you need to put a lot of work into it a lot because the the ones that I've seen it's been where they don't put a lot of work into it and communication between like all parties having communication with each other so that you're not getting jealous and that's when it all like falls apart I've seen well because I feel like jealousy is normal because people naturally get jealous but how you handle that jealousy and like how you process it is really what matters you know what i mean yeah you can be Mm -hmm. jealous that someone is spending time with someone else and not you but then you have to take a step back and be like okay why do i feel that way you know yeah like it's okay to feel jealous because i think most people inherently like have like a crumb of jealousy about things like whether it's about your partner or your friend or like when your family goes out to do something and they don't invite you like (laughs) my parents do that all the time um (laughs) but like being able to take a step back and really think about okay well why do I feel jealous or like how do I communicate that I feel that way and then how do we move forward most people don't have to deal with that in their one-on-one relationships and so that skill is super underdeveloped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like talking about like wants and needs in general is super underdeveloped regardless of like whether or not you're in a relationship with one person or two people. I feel like people really have a problem, at least from my experience, with expressing like hey, I like want more time from you or like these are my needs or like communicating that or like you know checking in with people in the way like am I doing what you want for me for this relationship and I've had like conversations with friends about it and it always goes really well um and I feel like it might just be something that people are either afraid to talk about or maybe don't know how to broach the subject of like am I a good friend or not am I a good partner or not um and i feel like yeah aren't mind readers yeah i feel like 
in my relationship with Richard, uh, it took a lot to learn how to express like what I want, asking what he wants, asking if he's still happy in the relationship, asking if there's anything that he wants me to do or that we can do in the relationship to make it stronger or to make him more comfortable. It's definitely something that's hard for some reason. Like, I don't know, people in like English speaking countries in general, for some reason are really, really bad at expressing how they feel. They like bottle everything inside. And I am still trying to learn how to not do that. And I am failing horribly. <laughs> progress is progress and progress is not necessarily linear. It can be a spiral. And you know what? If you're getting to where you want to go, good for you. And you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And we love you and we're proud of you. <laughs> yeah. And regardless of, I guess, how you have to get there, as long as you're not using like bad coping mechanisms to get there, like mm-hmm. regardless of how close you are to a person. So like my, my friend Callie, I love when she does this. Every time that I bitch and complain about something, she waits until I'm done. And she asks me like very straightforward. She's like, do you want me to give you advice on how to solve this? Or do you want me to just nod and say, okay. And it's amazing. Because I love that. He doesn't have to guess about what I want. And it makes me think about what I really am trying to get out of this conversation. And just because we're friends, she doesn't feel bad about asking. Mm-hmm. Because it, ta- it, it demystifies everything. And honestly, what a good use of time because I hate when people like pussyfoot around some BS for like no reason. It's like, no, you can hurt my feelings for like a second. It's fine because we're going to get to the problem and then we're going to solve it and then we move on and it and then we're all better for it. We're all better for it at the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it is so much easier to just ask. Or like say straight some like something straightforward, regardless of how close you are to somebody, because it just saves everybody time, energy, emotional and mental expense. Like I'm 23 in a 95 year old body. Like I, you're I, so young. That's a child. I am a child. <laughs> everyone, I think everyone forgets that I am a baby compared to everyone else in my friend group. <laughs> The smallest is also the youngest, and I think that's a little silly. <laughs> a little bean, yes. But mentally, I don't have time for anyone to like play loop de loops about what you want or what I want or like guessing what each other wants. Like, yes, just, uh, we we can exchange notes like we're in class. Like, I'll pass you a little post-it, you know. <laughs> And the other thing, uh, piggybacking off of that, is, like, because I've had people in relationships, like, not know what they want from a relationship or from me as a friend or whatever. And you know what? Like, that's fine. If you don't want, if you don't know what you want, that's fine. Um, and you're going to have to do some introspection to, like, figure that out and then relay that information to the people who need it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Cause like, and then I guess the opposite end of the spectrum, like when you know what you want, but you won't tell people and you're just like stewing in your feelings about it. And then like you blow up 
because you've had all of these like imaginary arguments in your mind with this person already about whatever is going. <laughs> am, am I calling out some people? <laughs> no. <laughs> but like you, you've already had like five arguments or like conversations in your head about this topic or like how you feel, but you haven't actually talked to the other person about it yet. And then you blow up at them about it. And they're like, I genuinely have no idea what you're talking about. Part of me. So I'm a lot better than that now, but yes, I am a big, uh, that was a big me moment. I think the other part though, that kind of makes me laugh is that I have a continuous monologue in my head and then I just forget that no one else can hear it. And like, I will start mid sentence speaking out loud to something and like, I'll talk to my roommates at Courtney knows I'll talk yeah. to her about something like mid sentence of a thought that I was having in yeah. my head. And she's like, I have no clue what the fuck. We're like, I don't, know where, <laughs> I don't know where you'll just be sitting. We'll be silent. You'll say, and also, and we're like, and also what, what was the first part? <laughs> What are you talking about? It's really on brand for you. <laughs> I have to deal with that every day from Richard, but he also has ADHD, so I think he gets a pass. <laughs> yeah. Well. Another thing. Yeah. I am such. I am such an. And another thing, especially yeah. when I go off about like anything i guess it could it could be anything it could be anything i i'm very much that and another thing type of person where we'll be talking about something i'll come back a week later and be like and another thing mm -hmm. and your whole body gets thrown into it too you're like and another thing listen oh, yes that's <laughs> great 12 out of 10 yeah, yeah. Uh. yeah i'm i'm not guilty necessarily of that but like Anytime something bothers me, I will imagine the worst case scenario of like all of the awful things that someone could say to me about it. Like I'm just imagining there being like the biggest dick possible about it. And then like, I probably won't speak to them for three days because I'm just angry, but I don't want to say anything because I know I have no reason to be angry yeah. at them because I created some internal conflict that did not exist. Yeah. I do that a lot though. Oh, See, yeah. I usually don't say anything because i think like that and then my mind goes to fear that like they're being a dick to me mm -hmm. so like is it worth it if i'm this scared like should i just let it go <laughs> which i shouldn't do i shouldn't be so afraid to just tell people what i want yeah Maybe we'll, we'll get there it's like that the three business day waiting period of like a situation <laughs> happens and then like you know you feel a type of way about it and then it takes like three to five business days for me to like figure out like was it really like was it me just being a dick or was it them being a dick or like was it like me going off in my head about something or like who is actually in the wrong here and like why do I feel this way and like you have to like go and sort through like every single little thing before you like come to a conclusion like is it worth it or no like I don't know yeah mm -hmm. I think the worst part though is when I take those three to five business days and I calm down and then as soon as someone mentions it again I'm just as angry as I was <laughs> like a week later like I have the worst memory so I will forget that I have a really bad memory but I also am very good at holding grudges so, like, I'll forget, but as soon as you mention it, it's like it just happened yesterday. So, 
Okay, I have a, I have a question for you then, Jean, specifically. Um, have a bad memory, hold grudges. Do you ever forget the impact of like a makeup and still continue to kind of grudge? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, because uh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> every every so often depends. Because here here's the other thing. I don't like apologies. I hate apologies because, you know, my whole thing is like you shouldn't have to apologize to me if you weren't being stupid. Like if you put just like the crumb of effort into like not being an idiot, you wouldn't have to apologize to me about something stupid. Um, where was I going with this? <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is this is my working memory (laughs) of like two things of a goldfish. (laughs) Yeah, God, wow, holy shit! Um, I think you were talking about making up, but then still feeling. No, your apology has to be as loud as your disrespect was. Mm -hmm. That's it, and most of the time it isn't, and it's disappointing, which is why I'm always like, no, I'm gonna remember this for the rest of my life. I gotta learn to let more things go, but, you know, process. I mean, I just rely on the fact that I will forget about it, so as long as you never bring it up again, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But also, I feel like I hold grudges about stupid things, not stuff that is, like, big, you know what I mean? Like, once I make up with someone... I feel like it's water under the bridge. I'm not the type of person who's like, do you remember seven years ago when you said this thing, even though I accepted your apology? You know what I mean? I'm not that type of person. But about stupid things, yes. Like, do you remember eight years ago when you ate the last freaking pizza log that I was saving <laughs> and I wanted to come home from work and eat it? You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. I, you know what, I almost would take that rather than the latter, because I've had people hold grudges against me for, like, something I said or did years and years ago that they never even brought up to me, um, and the other part is that, like, 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 yes, you can be, you can be mad at me all you want, and that's fine and fair, but, like, why are you holding a grudge for so long, why are you holding on to all of this anger, and I can also do nothing about it because you didn't tell me anything, which goes back into relationships and communication. Like, if I don't know a thing exists because I'm not a mind reader, I'm not going to be able to do anything about the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you mm-hmm. wait long enough, it's like you're not even talking to the same person anymore. Like, they've already changed in other ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, people are not as stagnant as we would all maybe like to be or like to believe that people are some people are but that's because they're boring and not seeking their brain cells do not kiss enough for them (laughs) to get critical thinking in order to change they don't have more than one brain cell (laughs) i own one brain cell and i have a timeshare on another one that i have with like four other people (laughs) exactly isn't that us the four others (laughs) And then I also have a uh, critical reading brain cell that is never around. Uh-huh. Hang around, which is problematic for school, but you know. Oh yeah, big time. Oh 
my god one of the grudges that is like super dumb that i remember <laughs> my father i asked this man to put my clothes in the wash and i need him to do a load of laundry because my work clothes are dirty and i'm not home to do it he puts my clothes in the wash i come home i, f- I forget where i was but i had come home late and my clothes are still sitting in the wash he did not put them in the dryer and so i asked him i was like why did you not put my clothes in the dryer because now they're not going to be dry in time for me to wear them to work and he's like well you just asked me put your clothes in the wash you didn't tell me to put them in the dryer and I'm like sir I feel like it was implied that when I asked you to wash my clothes I wanted you to also dry them who just washes clothing right no one what (laughs) no one (laughs) so I will never let him let that down I will never (laughs) about because then they sit in the washer and they get all like mildew smelly and you have to yeah. do it but he really was like you didn't tell me to put them in the dryer and i'm like i didn't think that i had to <laughs> i thought as a grown adult you would know that after you wash clothes you put them in the dryer <laughs> yeah exactly i thought you would understand as the person who like helped conceive me that that would require a little more effort <laughs> how did you make it this far <laughs> the thing is it's not even like he didn't have time to because he had to leave for work he just didn't do it because i didn't ask him to put them in the dryer oh uh, when people like have to like be have to specify like exactly step by step a whole documentation like step one two three four of things and like mm-hmm. you know they don't think beyond the just like first step of something Woo! like wow and see that was another thing i forgot that i was mad at him about it but now i'm real mad about it (laughs) how long ago was this um like maybe a a year okay yeah that's grounds to be mad (laughs) relatively recent yeah yeah within a year for sure but it was something that, like, was so trivial that I forgot about it, like, you know, a few weeks, months afterwards. But now after I get off this call, I will probably yell at him about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember a year ago? <laughs> Do you remember when? Oh, God. I'm awful. Um, oh, switching, like, gears a little bit. Something else I wanted to talk about was the split attraction model because i have my notes oh you have notes on. <laughs> I, I have they're not I love many talking about it mainly because i just love talking about it but also because a lot of people don't know about it so i like spreading my my breadcrumbs of knowledge that i have <laughs> do you guys know what the split attraction model is no no i think but i don't know I mean, I'm sure you probably do. I believe in your in your brain cells kissing. I don't. Um, no, but go for it. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> no, no! Someone, someone, do this for me. It's like oh, when God. you're in class and you like tell your professor you vaguely know what a thing is, and they're like, "Okay, so what is it?" I'm like, "I've heard the word." <laughs> um, Kay, you can explain it if you would like. I already explained it. I already explained it. <laughs> so my note on my note on it is not 
a definition, it's aesthetic, platonic, romantic, and physical. So if I'm not mistaken, how I remember the conversation going is that the split attention model is like uh, being able to split your attention into those four different things of like attraction in a person like you can be like aesthetically attracted you can be platonically attracted romantically okay. or physically attracted and okay. they are not what 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 is the word is it mutually exclusive that i'm looking for is that yeah. is that the, probably yeah, so. yeah. okay <laughs> Words that I use that I'm not entirely sure if I'm using correctly. <laughs> Every word in the English language. <laughs> but yeah, essentially, it's a it's an attraction model that the ACE community came up with to be able to talk about the difference between like being romantically attracted to someone, being sexually attracted to someone. And then they kind of expanded on it to include aesthetic and platonic. And then there's like queer platonic and like a bunch of other like little offshoots of it but I love talking about it because I love inquiring about people's boundaries and how all of your boundaries and like Violet Rose can you hear her barking yes I love her (laughs) I love her what a good puppy to say you have no idea what she's barking at very rude she She just wants to say yeah she just wants to say hi (laughs) but it's it's fun to talk about because the more you talk about it, the more you realize how, like, blur- I hate the phrase blurred lines, but, like, how wiggly the lines are in between all of those things. Um, because when you're trying to define, like, what's romantic as opposed to, like, what's platonic, you're like, well, I can hold hands with my partner and that's romantic, but if I hold hands with my friends, that's platonic, even though I still think it's romantic because I'm in love with all of my friends. <laughs> but... I don't know. I just like talking about it because I like to hear where people's boundaries are. But yeah, the ACE community came up with it. Okay. So, Jen, what about you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm going right into it. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the kind of... Um, my My sexuality is complicated because sometimes I say I'm bisexual, but sometimes I'm like no, I'm totally lesbian because I'm like, I'm sexually attracted to men, but I don't know if I would date one. Like, (laughs) yeah, right. Like, I don't know. So I I feel like that almost kind of applies to me in a sense. Like, I don't know if I could be like super romantic with a guy, but with a girl, I'm like, yeah, all of it, just all of it. (laughs) So I don't know. That's how I feel. Kay, why don't you talk? Oh, be- I, my neighbors were doing something downstairs and I was <laughs> not paying attention. That doesn't sound sketchy at all. Um, I mean, I don't know. Because here's the thing. Late, like, I haven't felt like a crush as I remember a crush being in a while so like i couldn't really tell you like how romantic feelings feel to me now because i'm very lovey-dovey with all of my friends and people i'm close with i come from a very like touchy-feely family so like as far as like 
physicality of relationships go like i i'm i'm very open and like touch is a very like reinforcing thing for me at least about you know my love for people and my friends uh so i don't know now where that boundary is because i don't fucking love anyone <laughs> <laughs> like I like I I do not feel romantically right? attracted to anyone in my general vicinity in order to make such a distinction. Um will that change? Maybe uh when the stars align, but I mean until then Yeah, I feel like for a while I've been more I don't want to say like in love, but like I've loved my friends more than I've ever loved a romantic partner. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Loving yeah. friends is so important, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for sure, I've cared about the love that I have for my friends more than any romantic partner I've had in my life. That's gay. <laughs> <laughs> We're gay here. We're <laughs> gay here. Do fictional characters count? <laughs> oh my god! Like, because like that's because like that's the only thing I can think about like right now, <laughs> which is like in several ways it's sad, but I'm also like I don't know like you do you girl like you do you like that is the only way I can think about like romantic feelings mm-hmm. towards like I don't know the outlet of like fan fiction understanding but like as as far as like real people go I'm kind of like eh <laughs> yeah but yeah holy shit I love my friends so freaking much <laughs> like full disclosure like every day or every chance that I remember that I get to I have to text everyone in our group chat how much I love them and I will go <laughs> on forever I will start crying if I think too hard about how much I love my friends and how much y'all mean to me and I don't mean to be like super gay but I'm gonna be super gay about it <laughs> sometimes we're just sitting in a room and it's silent no one's talking and you will just like and then just yell I love my friends <laughs> And that happens a lot. That happens a lot. <laughs> well, when you live with your friends, you gotta let them know. Okay. <laughs> I'll be walking to the bathroom and Courtney's bedroom is like right there. And I'll like pop my head in her room and I'm just like, hey, you, I fucking love you. You're you're the greatest thing ever. I think you're great. What are you doing? I love that for you. <laughs> and then I'll like go pee. <laughs> I'll like, turn behind me like who me? <laughs> like you're the Who's only person in your room. Yeah. Like, do you the mean this poster? <laughs> no, she meant Juhyun right there. There he is. Oh yeah. <laughs> I do love Juhyun. Yeah. You better. Attention, if you are listening and we are friends, I love you. <laughs> That's the PSA of today. Yeah. Pretty much. I, oh my gosh, I, I was having a moment yesterday about how much I love uplifting the people that I love. Like, I, oh my God, like nothing makes me happier than helping my friends like become confident in themselves and like realizing their self worth and like how much I love them and how much they mean. And like, I'm going <laughs> to. Oh, I'm crying. I will also start crying. So please don't. I'm like not, but I'm 
like you're tearing up like i'm tearing up a little because of how you know how sometimes you can feel it starting like in your nose like oh get that tingly yeah because i have i have had the pleasure of knowing such amazing well-rounded people and just like overall great individuals and it really like pisses me off that they are not where they want to be like mentally emotionally physically and you know what i just want everyone to like be where they are like be where they want to be or like start going where they want to go and i want to make sure that they know that i love them so fiercely Mm. anyways (laughs) i love my friends oh my god it reminds me of that vine of or that video of that one little girl and she's like standing on the sink in the bathroom looking at the mirror and she's like going like this and she's like she's looking in the mirror and she's like i love my friends i love my family i love my school like that's me that's a high key me like when i feel strongly about shit like that like i go off like that that's how i go off yeah so your line between romantic and platonic is it's not a line it's just a circle I mean, I I guess, yeah, because I don't, I don't know. I don't have a partner right now. I can't tell you what sets anyone else apart. Right. Yeah. Like, it is, I feel like those feelings are so foreign to me because it's been so long since I have, like, felt any type of romantic anything for someone. Because, like, I'm not a romantic person in general. And obviously being romantic and having romantic feelings are different. But, like, I'm not, like, super romantic, I guess. And then on top of it, when I have romantic feelings for someone, I'm like, what the fuck do I do with these? I don't know what to do with these. Like, when it comes to, like, platonic or, like, aesthetic, like, just appreciating how, like, other people look or physical, like, I'm good with those. I know how to deal with those. But then romantic feelings, I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. So we're just going to push that over there (laughs) and not talk about it. Oh, man. Stina, as someone who is engaged, (laughs) like how... Feelings for rich. I want to hear. And how do you like distinguish those from like just us? Because... I don't want to assume that my love is, like, equivalent <laughs> to Rich's love. <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of, like, first of all, I didn't even, like, picture me being in a relationship, let alone, like, a long-term relationship, like, five years ago. But here I am, like, it'll be five years in January that I'm with Rich. But I don't know my feelings about Rich. whatever sometimes whenever I just think about him and the stuff that he's done for me I start to cry because I'm just like, like oh my god like this man has put so much time and effort into my dumb ass and I just fumble with all of my feelings but I mean I start to cry about my friends too I'm like oh my god my friends are like doing so much stuff with themselves and I'm so proud of them but I think it's I think I'm going to like circle this back to the talk about children and how parents say that children is a different kind of love. It's just like a different brand of love. My love for my friends and my love for Richard are the same like level of love happening, but they're just separate kinds of love, a different dimension of love. I feel. (laughs) I can vibe with that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Wow, this is getting so soft. I'm so, <laughs> like, I am soft in all ways imaginable. Like, I am very malleable. <laughs> <laughs> like the beautiful golden nugget you are. I, oh. <laughs> oh. 24 carats. Yay. Very soft. I honestly, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh god, I love my friends so freaking much. <laughs> like, I guess I, I should I... just title this episode "I Love My Friends So Freaking Much." <laughs> that's what, that's what it is, though. That, that's what it is now. Is that we're just gonna <laughs> big header in all capital letters? I love my friends so freaking much. But I do, because so, something that I have tried to be very intentional about during this quarantine is really taking, like, taking time to find joy in the relationships that I have now and in, like, the people that I have in my life. Because, like, it's very easy to get caught up in the idea of, like, what if I never find someone? Or, like, what if I'm going to be alone forever? Or, like, X, Y, and Z. Especially when a lot of people are spending more and more time at home or by themselves or alone. But I also think it's really important to take a step back and like look at all of the awesome relationships you have in your life that are like family or friends or coworkers or people from school or whatever. And cause I sometimes, at least I can't speak for everyone. I take for granted that those people exist and that, that I have those great relationships with them and that they're great people. So I've tried to be a lot more intentional about finding joy and pride and just like remembering that I have so many great people in my life to begin with that even if I don't necessarily find a romantic partner I still have a lot of other really great people that I love you know what I mean yeah to be I'm not gonna cry (laughs) I'm gonna make this super funny though to piggyback off of what you're saying my tinder escapade really made me realize how much a I don't give a fuck if I'm alone for the rest of my life as far as like a romantic relationship because you know I I have very much solidified like my friends are my family my friends are my loves like I that's fine and also with the whole kid thing like if I do want to have kids I can just do that myself like I have found like a lot of power and a lot of self-respect and a lot of you know just comfort in myself and just being a singular unit and not having to have any other whatever's out of that but also like fuck if romantic bullshit wasn't so like uh, if if tinder wasn't such a weird freaking experience maybe i would be talking differently but yeah tinder really solidified how much i uh fuck that bullshit but um oh my god do i really freaking love my friends so freaking much um i just had a thought can we adopt a child but raise it collectively with our friends i mean to be honest I would be down, but that's a lot I'm of like communication really that we're going to gonna have to, like... I don't want children, <laughs> but I'm really open to that idea. I and feel I know like... it's a bad idea, because you shouldn't just adopt children willy-nilly. No, you shouldn't. Definitely not. No. But I think that... <laughs> Jenna's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not a kid person. My sister has a kid, and granted, that's, like, the extent of my baby fever. I'm like, damn, I want more nieces and nephews, but none of my own, thanks. 
I, Jen, I really vibe with that. I have uh, no siblings that I talk to, so I am really hoping. And it sucks because, like, none of my friends want kids. So I have to, like, be like, hey, are your siblings having babies? <laughs> hey, look, if you want to come to my sister's house, he's, like, like, nine months old right now, maybe eight months. I don't know how old he is. Did, That's an did appropriate you, age. Did you say the other day, like, you've only held him, like, once? Yeah, okay, look... I story time I was babysitting sorry dog sitting for my sister a few years ago and I took out both for dogs and they got tangled up and I twisted around and I tried catching myself when I fell and I stepped on one of the dog's legs it broke it's traumatizing I've held the kid once what if I break his leg what if okay. his leg get tangles in with another one and you fall? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like what? Like what if I drop them? <laughs> oh. Then their skull is fully formed, so I think he'll be okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Honestly, like I don't have a lot of experience with babies, especially because I'm the youngest in my family. My siblings don't have children. I have a few cousins who have kids. You don't have experience with babies because you are the baby. <laughs> exactly. But they're pretty durable from, from what I know. Mm, durable. <laughs> I don't know. Solid. Do you want to test that, though? They're resilient. Do you it's fine. It? Speaking of funny baby stories and, like, not really having a lot of experience, the lab that I'm a part of for work is actually part of the pediatrics department. And one night when we were running a study and like i haven't worked with the pediatric side of anything it's just like we share a lab space um one night when we were running a separate study um i guess the infant lab was also doing something related because there was a child and this was like seven or eight at night like it was late okay and um, I, no one else is in the building. Um, I'm waiting for one of my coworkers to finish up with the participant. Um, and I'm standing alone in this hallway. And this hallway has like another hallway perpendicular to it. And rounding the corner comes like this child. And like, I'm alone. <laughs> Everything else is locked up. There's just a random kid here. And I'm just like... <sighs> what do I do? Because I have all of my stuff and I'm like, I have all my bags and everything. And I was like, okay, um, kid, there's a uh, kid. Okay. I'm, I'm watching, making sure that you don't do anything crazy. And then as soon as I finished that thought of like, oh, you're not going to do anything crazy. This kid Sonic the Hedgehog like speeds <laughs> to the exit. And I just like, don't know what to do. I drop all of my things. I clothesline the child. <laughs> And I, like, pick it up, and I'm just like, it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember the gender of this baby. I don't know. We talk about <laughs> and I, like, I pick the kid up, and I just look at it, and I was like, who do you belong to? <laughs> and, like, I'm holding this kid, and, like, I'm just, like, panic looking around trying to figure out, like, where did you come from? Because, like, I don't hear anyone around me. I don't see anyone around me. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll just leave my stuff there because whatever. And I'm, I was really surprised because this kid isn't, like, kicking or screaming or crying. Is just letting a stranger pick it up, which is the other thing that After I was you really- hit it. Which is the other thing. I didn't hit it. I just, like, it was, you know how, like, it's, 
Like when a it's kid is running, like this this kid red rovered itself into my <laughs> own arm. Like I didn't do anything. It, this, uh-huh. I I just stuck the arm out and like was the net. Okay, and okay. so I'm walking around with this kid, and it took me like a hot second to like find the parent and the other researcher, and I was just like were you guys like not watching this or like what like as i turned the corner and i'm like walking around trying to find it, i was like is, is this not yours is this, is this yours yeah okay you can take this back and they're like oh thanks and i was like okay and they were like really unconcerned about it and oh i was just God. like what if i was weird what if i was weirder than i am and like i didn't return your child like that would like, oh, sweet, a free kid. This is reminding me of a time at work where I was standing at the cash register and there was somebody with, like, three children, one of them in a stroller, and they're not paying attention, and one of the kids just slides out of the stroller and walks away, and they turn around and like, what? Where, where did my child go? <laughs> like, oh my God. That's my worst nightmare. <laughs> this kid Houdini'd his way out of the stroller. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That kid was out. See ya. Oh, I'm just not there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I hate when people oh. bring their kids to work and they like, you know how they talk to them? They're like, oh, you know, say thank you or whatever. Like, I feel interacting with children is so awkward for me. Like, I know that they're just like tiny people, but I'm like, what do you, what do you do with kids? You know what I mean? Like, what do you do with them? What do I talk to you about? We have nothing in common. What do you feed them? All are of, you sure? All of my favorite are hobbies sure? are probably extremely inappropriate for you because you're seven. Like, what do I talk to you about? Oh my god. Oh my god. I remember there's this one kid that would come in and he would come and play his games really loud and set his iPad on the counter and he would try and talk to me and I would just hate it so much because I don't know what, <laughs> what to do say. You say? And he's like like where's your manager? And I'm like, oh she's not here right now. She's on vacation. She's like, your manager is a woman? And I was like, I don't even know what how do i how do i this is not my child (laughs) what what do i say like oh my god it's so awkward it reminds me of that parks and rec episode where Anne is trying to like hang out with ron's like girlfriend at the time or like wife's kids or whatever and she's like hey dudettes do you like cold play (laughs) 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 really though i feel it especially because i hate when adults baby talk children because Mm -hmm. like they may be children but they probably have more brain cells than i do you can talk to them in full sentences without being like, oh, what did you do today? Like, you don't need to talk to them like, I talked to my dog, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I can talk to you like a person because I'm an adult and I can form full sentences for the most part. But it's like, what do I say? Like, do I ask, do I ask you about the weather? <laughs> How's work going? I <laughs> Our day at the office. (laughs) Like, how many crayons did you break today? Like, (laughs) I think so. This could don't quote me on this. I'm quoting you on it. (laughs) I know there was there was a video that was 
trending on Twitter a few years ago, I think. And it's um, a dad sitting on the couch with his kid and he's like talk, like having a conversation as we would be having now with his kid. And, um, you know, a linguist was like, oh, you know, like you're, this kid is going to have like some really good developmental things because you're talking to it like an actual human being and not in motherese, which is like the baby talk thing that linguists like to go by. Um, and I think that's really interesting. And I personally don't know the research on that, but that's it's also something to think about, maybe. I mean, I, I would like to think, I haven't looked at the literature about it, but I would like to think that talking to them like you would talk to any other like adult is better for their developmental stages in terms of like learning how to form sentences and how to respond to people and how to speak to other people because one of the first things that kids do is like they learn how to imitate the adults around them and so if you're baby talking to them but you're not talking to them like you talk to people I feel like that sets them back. I'm not a child psychologist. I'm not a behavioral expert. I just think that it's weird when you baby talk kids, but then I also don't know what to talk to them about. But do you baby talk to animals? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Who doesn't? If you don't talk to your dog like a baby, you're a criminal. <laughs> like, Go to jail. Yeah, like you deserve to do hard time. How dare you not talk to your dog? Like, they are the sweetest, most precious little baby on the face yeah. of the earth. My dog just walked up to me right now, and I'm petting her. <laughs> my little baby. Tell my niece I say hi. Oh, yes, <laughs> hi. Who's that? It's her favorite auntie. Yes. Her. Oh, my God. See, but I feel like that's weird to talk to, like, another human like that. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. So, I'm going to bring this to linguistic anthropology, Jean. Do it. Because I don't know if you remember, but um, probably not. In it's kind of <laughs> it's it's also culturally specific too, because not every culture thinks of a baby as a person. Like yeah. they're they reach cert, like a certain point of development when like yes, we will consider you a person. Because I remember um, Jurg, our professor, talking about how. Like, it, in this one culture that we were looking at, like, the mother was asking an older son about, like, to talk to the baby, and the mother was imitating what the baby would say because the baby wasn't, like, yet a person to be talked to. Like, you kind of talk around the thing. Well, yeah, because I feel like when they're infants, like... It's different, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I, I guess in my mind, I'm talking about, like, children who are past, like, the babbling stage who are actually starting to string words together. Mm-hmm. Like, when they're a newborn and they can, like, barely move and they're swaddled in a blanket, I mean, I guess talk to them like that because it's cute. <laughs> yeah. so, so, like, w- what state, like, give me a base age range of, like, when you're thinking that, like, you shouldn't. Or, like, it's weird to talk to well, a kid. When can like kids that? start talking, for one thing? Because I don't even know when they start to talk. So... You thought they started walking when they were three. I don't know. <laughs> Did they not? <laughs> Is it earlier? No. You can start walking at, like, by, like, one, one and a half. 
Yeah. Depending on like how well, fast your parents force you to do that. Well, look, I don't know children, okay? <laughs> it's okay. So like babbling and like the first forms of speech start around like six months. Yeah. Um, I th- developmentally though, it's it's a little it's it's more time. I feel like two is probably the age that I'm talking about. Like, okay. under two, I feel like baby talk is, like, kind of acceptable. But by the time your child is two, in my mind, they're a fully formed person at this point. You're an adult. <laughs> <laughs> like, go get a job. Your Pay frontal, your taxes. Like, your frontal lobe, like, doesn't finish <laughs> developing until, like, you're 26. <laughs> I don't know. No, what do you mean? No, this baby needs to get a job. Rent needs to be paid. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to teach you how to do your taxes? It's not me. Oh, my God. Like, I told you about this 16-year-old child at my work who was like, how do I do my taxes? I was like, bitch, I don't know. Ask someone else that's not me. Ask an adult. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) I need an adult. Oh, wait, I am the adult in this situation. Oh, no. That's always a sucky realization. Oh, yeah. But no, I would say two is probably my cutoff. Like two, two and a half, I think, would be safe. Yeah. Speaking of, like, realizing adults, is anyone, has anyone, this is kind of off topic, but has anyone... We're far away from the topic. Okay. <laughs> Have you guys like mentally been stuck at an age and not like, I'm not developmentally, but like you get to like a certain age and you're like, yes, I'm this age. And then you just keep going, but you keep go- referring to yourself back at this age. Cause I was, I sprained my ankle and I went to urgent care and they asked me how old I was. And I was like, I'm 21. And my mom looked at me like, are you dumb? <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit. No, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm going to be 25. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't I mean, I still think feel that. that. I still think MCR is like a valid band to like, and that they're still popular. So like, it is. Excuse you. Slow your roll, there, Stina. <laughs> we'll not have this Gerard Way slander in my household. I don't know if I have a specific age, but I definitely don't feel like the age that I am. Like in my mind, I still mm-hmm. feel like I'm very much like a child not like a 23 year old who's about to have two degrees like has their own car is looking for like a real-time career potentially like finding my own place like none of that seems real to me like I I feel like I am still a baby but I don't know if I have a specific age where I'm like I yes I'm actually 16. I talk to my dad about this a lot because I'm like Greg okay I cannot hear you you are muted Am I, or am I just, like, not? Now I can hear gotcha. you. Okay, now we can hear you. I talk to my dad a lot, kind of, about this, where we both, like, never remember how old we actually are. And I look to him as the supposed adultier adult, and he always comes back to me with the, like, oh, no, it doesn't get any better from here. Like, I have a doctorate and all this other stuff, but I'm still, like, 12. It's, like, <laughs> great. <laughs> Good. Looking forward to that. Young yeah. I don't remember what we were talking about. Uh, broadly, children. Yeah. Broadly, yeah. How they're weird. Talking to them is weird. Like I- my my cousin has now three children, 
like two are toddler age and one's like an actual baby and she came over I can't even remember when and she like left both of the toddlers inside with me and I'm just like all right I have to figure out how to entertain you two until your mother comes back because I don't know I, I physically like don't know how to interact with children like I don't I don't know how to talk to them I don't know how to play with them I don't know what they like like I feel like any type of reasoning, like rational reasoning skills I have goes out the window if you leave me with a child alone. I really relate. And it's funny because I have a a cousin who's like 10 years younger than I am. And I love him with all my heart. Um, And I remember him getting older and whatever, (laughs) vaguely, I guess. And every time I see him, I like, like, we're into similar things, like, he's into video games, and I'm into video games, so we can talk about, like, that type of stuff, but I always ask him, so, Simon, uh, what are the kids into these days? Oh <laughs> and I, like, I literally talk like I'm an ancient crone (laughs) to like anyone who I think is like vaguely younger than me and like this isn't even like I like when I was working um as a waitress you know I would have teenagers being like cooks or whatever and I like I still wouldn't know how to talk to people like I just don't know how to talk to people who are younger than me (laughs) like period valid We have a bunch of teenagers at work and they were all like exchanging Snapchats and they turned to me and they were like, oh, you don't have a Snapchat. Like assuming that I'm too old to have a Snapchat. And I'm like, I'm not even that old, man. Like, <laughs> oh my God, you're a fetus. Snapchat, Snapchat <laughs> back when people were just using it to send nudes. Like y'all don't even know. <laughs> it makes me sound old when I say things like that. <laughs> Do you want to know what's really old sounding too is like, do you remember when Netflix would send you movies in the mail? Oh, God. Yep. Do they still have that part of their service or are they just 100% streaming? I don't know. But I have some videos. (gasps) What? (laughs) (laughs) I have some DVDs. They're Pokemon. Which one? I I probably have Indigo League. Ooh, the OGs. Yeah. All right. Um I think I if I looked in the copious amounts of shit we have back in my parents' house of just like movies and whatever, I'm sure that there are a few blockbuster things <laughs> in there as well. <laughs> that does make you sound old. I know. It sounds <laughs> it sounds really old. I do miss I do miss like media play though. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's it. Oh, it's and it sucks too because like sometimes I'll get like nostalgic for the '90s and it's like half like most of the night I was a baby, baby. The olden oh, days. Yeah, the olden days or whatever, and I'll like get nostalgic for like early 2000s, '90s stuff, and I'm like, why are you like this? You sound like you've lived all of your life. Like you're done. Like you're at the end of the road now. <laughs> like. And Get part into of that quarter like, life crisis. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> That's real. I remember talking. So, my oldest sister turned 30 this year. And 
she like doesn't care about like being old or like whatever like it wasn't like oh my god I can't believe I'm 30 but she had like so between the ages of 27 and like 30 there's a astrological phenomenon that I'm not going to talk about today because that's not what we're talking about but essentially like that's the part of your life where you like really question what you're doing and like what you want and like kind of feels like you're having like a a midlife crisis essentially but she hit 30 and she was just like you know do I really want to get this PhD that I'm doing like do I really want to live in this house I just bought and I was like bitch you sunk a lot of money in these things. You better want them. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't have time to, to go back. Me and Cena are like, yeah. is that not us now? <laughs> I feel like that age is getting younger and younger because I feel like there's this like weird societal pressure of like the milestones are shifting. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I feel like for our parents, it was like get married, have kids, buy a house all before you were 25. That's ridiculous. The fact that my mother was married with like three children by the time she was 27 is very strange to me. Um, But I feel like those milestones are kind of shifting for our generation, but there's still this like societal pressure for you to do certain things at a certain time, at a certain age. So I feel like that like, quarter life or like midlife crisis is just like slowly getting younger and younger like once you hit 30 your life is over you can't do anything else you have to accomplish everything you want to in your early 20s yeah and if that's the case i'm fucked like like i'm about to be 29 in december and i feel like i've accomplished absolutely nothing in my life thus far (laughs) Can I can I roll this back to loving my friend so much? Stina, you have done so much shit. You continue to do the most and be the best and get where you want, you know? And that's that's the other thing that really grinds my gears because I see like a lot of us, a lot of my friends, a lot of my family, you know, we're all in that like weird crisis of you, you know, your your timeline. Which grinds my gears so much because then people start to invalidate the things that they have accomplished as like not being good enough or where they should be and not taking the time to celebrate the accomplishments and the things that they have done. And like, I'm very much guilty of that as well. And it's just like, like there isn't a rush because our life expectancy is getting longer and longer like I shouldn't have to rush my life Mm -hmm. to anyone else's you know subscription of what they think a good timeline is yeah yeah yeah. you're doing great you're doing fine you're doing you're doing (laughs) you and you're doing you well yeah like because then you're so rushed to do what everybody else is doing before these ages and then you get there like jeans uh you said your sister and you're like do i even want these things because you rushed all these things that you didn't think about if you wanted them they were just what everybody else thinks Mm -hmm. is supposed to happen just so preoccupied with the life script that was set down in front of you because of traditionalism's sake 
they don't think of if you actually want this life script. Yeah, and like you're not really encouraged or given the opportunity <laughs> to explore the idea of something outside of that very narrow linear like passage. And not to like bring this to feminism because that's also not what we're talking about today. But like that's the whole point is like having having the right to choose. Like it's not a bad thing if you want to get married to a man and be a homemaker and have kids and like if that's what you want that's great but it's about the fact that you want it, not the fact that you're expected to do it or somebody else told you to do it or somebody else wants you to do it. It's about the fact that you want it. And it's okay if you want something else, but it's also okay if you want that, but it's about your choice to do it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do whatever you want and take however long that you need in order to do the thing. Um, because that was, at least when I was doing undergrad with my degrees um i was so under the impression that i had to you know finish in four and like cram everything into like a certain time frame and then i had to do all of this afterwards that i was like burning the candle at all possible ends and it was burning in the middle and like just all around like the candle was just in an all-encompassing fire. The candle's not a candle anymore. I'm just a puddle of wax. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of, and I've seen a lot of people flounder because they've tried to subscribe to that timeline that everyone else has or had in mind for them. And it's not what they wanted or like they need more time. Like you, you take your sweet ass time do whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. And you know what? If you get to where you want to go and you did it well, then you did a good job and that's all mm -hmm. that matters. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's never too late to do things either. I'm a grown adult and I'm learning how to roller skate. Like, Hell yeah. I still don't know how to. It's hard. It's so hard. Oh my God. I fell. I fell today and I knocked the wind out of myself. Oh. Uh. Back to my trip oh. roller skating, I broke my wrist. So that's the end yeah. of that. <laughs> I have this wholesome meme of Kirby. Uh -huh. And it's hard because you can't oh. see it. But here it is. Oh, yeah. Okay, Kirby. let me read it to you. Don't forget, <laughs> you can start late, start over, be unsure, try and fail, and still succeed. Cute. Man, I want, oh, I'm going to send all of you some really wholesome memes <laughs> when we're done with this. We can really uh, use the wholesomeness right now. We live in a hellscape. And I was talking to my friend about this the other day. Like, I am the first one to jump on the complain train. Like, I love bitching about shit. <laughs> but also it gets to a certain point where it's like, if that's all we're doing and we're not, like, even pretending to, like, have some type of enjoyment or, like, escapism, like, we're all just going to get burnt out and be miserable, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, the world is on fire, both literally and figuratively right now. And I think we could all use some, like, wholesomeness and, like, just just a, a singular a singular touch of, of serotonin, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just one. <laughs> just one is a treat. Nothing more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I think the one good, like, the one good thing about the pandemic is that it's pushing people to like try out new things 
Like there's a ton of people, like we're completely sold out of the store of canning supplies because people are trying canning for the first time and like bread making supplies because people are making bread. And I see a lot more people like in my knitting groups and my crochet groups that are like, hey, I'm new because there's nothing else to do. Like, what do you recommend? And I'm like, this is great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I started embroidering. <gasps> I want to get into that. That's fun. Ooh, yes. <laughs> I want to get into like everything. Speaking right? of things that we're getting into during quarantine, um, embroidering, we started, we've recorded a few songs or covers of songs. Uh, you know, I'm like eating my dinner right now. This is the first thing I've had to eat all day. Why yeah. haven't you eaten sooner? Because I was eat. I was busy. You judged me the other day when I, I did not judge you. I just working. Wanted, I'm eating now. Eat and drink water. Hydrate yourself. I had a Red Bull earlier. Does that count? Uh, we also had a no. Red Bull earlier. I woke up with a Red Bull. I mean, yeah. I just had like an alcoholic beverage, so I guess I can't. Com- I can't really talk much. Yeah, some days are better than others. Some days I literally eat all day. Sometimes I don't eat until 7.30 p.m. It happens. It's a mod. It's not great, but, you know. Which reminds me of um, when we were first on the call waiting for everyone to come in. I was eating chips, too, so you're fine. We had a little ASMR action. That's right. Be quiet. Speaking of hobbies, I really want to to normalize the idea of like not being good at stuff that you like, because I'm not good at most of the stuff that I like, (laughs) and like that's fine. You don't have to be good at everything. You don't have to be good at everything, and you don't also don't have to monetize everything that you do. Like Mm -hmm. just because. Mm -hmm you start embroidering does not mean you need to start like you need to open an etsy and start selling your embroidery you know what i mean you can just do things for the sake of enjoying them like whenever i like show somebody my drawings they're like oh my god you can make money off of this i'm like no because i draw like once a week (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) i do it because it's fun or because i have like a shot of inspiration enter my brain yeah I feel like when you have the stress of making money involved and like pleasing other people with what you're making, that's when it it's not fun anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like I tried opening commissions one time for my art and I'm like, I hate this. It feels like a job and not something that I do just to like de-stress or when I just want to chill. Um, can I ask you guys how you feel about the idea that like if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life? Like that's bullshit. Bullshit as someone who has her dream career, fucking bullshit. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like work is still work, regardless of whether you enjoy what you do. Absolutely. Still job, still responsibilities. You're still paid for whatever your output is. Yeah. Like, why do I have to dream about working? Like, why is it a dream job, dream career? My dream is to not do anything and have someone else pay my bills. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I hate having to justify my existence in a meaningless capitalistic system. Yeah. Why does everything have to end with me, like, making money? Can't I just, like, have a plot of land and have a little garden and just live like that? 
can we just story of seasons this? Yes. <laughs> That's what I want. Oh, Romeo's the local bartender. It's fine. I was going to say, real, star, real life Stardew Valley. Yeah, can we, can, Please. can that just happen? Can, can that all- just be it? So we, we're all agreeing to this commune now. <laughs> Back to my commune. Yeah. There we go. You can join my wife commune. Yeah, I, you know what? part of it. We need to do what Amy said and have it so all of our backyards are connected and we have tunnels to each other's houses. <laughs> so we don't have yes. to walk through the snow. <laughs> we can play in the backyard with each other. Yes. Did we, I feel like we've had this conversation in a group chat where we're like trying to figure out like, okay, so like, let's play to everyone's strength. So like, we could like, one of us could herd sheep and Stina can do like the yarn and the woo-working and like, you know, we'll have some clothes. Like someone knows how to sew and like <laughs> yeah. Amy wants to garden really bad. She wants to be a farmer. <laughs> like, like we could make it work. I want goats. Yeah. Cashmere goats are cute. Goats are so cute. Can we have goats and alpacas? Yes. Of course. To, yeah. Somebody. What about angora rabbits? Yes. Ooh, yes. Fluffers. I know what those are from Story of Seasons. <laughs> 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 they just drop wool every now and then. You don't yeah. have to shear them. It's fine. <laughs> chickens as well. Have a slime hutch. Yeah. Amy has Amy has chickens. We can just use Cute. some of hers. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just borrow a few. We'll just steal some chickens. <laughs> Her parents are like, oh, we're half our flock. <laughs> the only reason why they have chickens is because that when they bought the house that they're at, the chickens were already there. Hmm. So they're just like, fuck it, we're keeping them. Yeah. So, so they're like, chicken okay. Chickens? Hmm? They left chickens? Yeah, I guess when the people moved or whatever, the chickens just had to stay. And then Amy's parents got the chickens and they've been keeping chickens ever since. Hmm. I remember when the best time that they came useful was when we really wanted to bake a cake but we didn't have eggs and the store was closed because it was like 3 a.m so we went to amy's house and went in the coop got some eggs and left to bake our cake i feel like i remember (laughs) we woke up and you told me about it sleeping and you left to go get eggs that's amazing yeah But see, like, we wouldn't have to worry about that because we would just have our own chickens. Yeah. There you go. Can we have ferrets, too? (gasps) Yes. Cool. Yeah, we can have ferrets. I want a horse. Yes. Listen, yes, you're a horse girl. I know. I know. (laughs) You totally are. (laughs) Hopefully, I'm not. No. I'm as weird as... Yeah. I can't escape it. You're missing are those nature shirts, <laughs> you know? Wait, you need to get you one like the ones we that you get at the fair. Ones. Yeah, but you need. Oh my god! Like, I know she's, she's bringing some out. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, but do you wait. Have there's a horse more. One, I don't have a horse. I don't have a horse one. But hold on. Well, maybe Christmas. <laughs> Okay, so show and tell because this is super funny. 
Um, so this is the matching one all of us roommates have. Can I pull mine out too? Can you hold it up for a sec? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Was it Amy's idea? What, were they are they all wolves? Oh, it's this it's the They're same. They're all the shirt, same shirt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Sleepovers Love in the it. living room. <laughs> we all wear it. And then this other one I have, like, really cracks me up. It's Cats in Space. I love it. Amazing. And then the other one I have <laughs> is the freaking Belrock Morgoth. Yes. Oh, I my God. That. And it's just, like, you know what? They're tasteful. But it's still the same, like, weird They're shirt. Tasteful. They're so sure. tasteful, Jean. Come on. <laughs> Tasteful. My dad says I'm cool. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for you dressing however you want to dress. Did you I see the article about all of the the old men and women in Chinatown are like being regarded <gasps> yes. as like fashion icons? <gasps> yeah, like, no. Like old people do, but that's like very in style now, and I appreciate it. Yes, mm-hmm. I love that. I'm having a crisis now. <laughs> I'm just choking. It's fine. That's fine. Please don't die in front of us. Choking <laughs> that would, that would be so awkward. Oh my gosh, that yeah. reminds me. We okay, can't do anything. You're dying on like camera. <laughs> would you guys still post the podcast is my question. <laughs> yeah. That would I be mean, the clickbait title. The title would be Haunted Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, would, it would literally be like... I don't know if you guys know Shudder, the, like, streaming site for horror movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have an, a Shudder original called Host, and it's literally a Zoom call seance. <laughs> Can we and- do that for one of the podcasts? Can we get a Ouija <laughs> oh board in here? Oh, a Luigi board? <laughs> a Luigi board? I mean, a board? like... A wake board. <laughs> I mean, we could. I don't... Uh, I won't be touching any Luigi board anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I might have to pass on that, but I mean, if y'all want to, go ahead. But yeah, I mean, it happened in that movie, but it was like, it was very much set during the pandemic. And like, <laughs> the best part is like, you know, all of the friends are like dead or whatever, and one of them escaped and is trying to go find the other friend. And they like, they got to her and you can still see that they're on camera or whatever and like they're they're both wearing one of them wearing a mask and like when they see each other they like do the elbow like touch they don't like hug or shake hands and they're like oh wait no and the elbow (laughs) oh my gosh uh yeah watch it it's uh i'll give everyone my shutter login (laughs) it's like it's like something that, that you have to see. Yeah. The only criteria for having a seance over Zoom is lighting a candle. So, I mean, like, already there. <laughs> there we go. That was the only Damn. thing they did. They lit candles and then suddenly the thing was there. Yeah. You're having a seance with me. I'm actually dead. There you go, Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're still posting the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I consent. Do, can you consent to posting my death? Is that a thing? I feel like I'm like only if it were premeditated. I mean, why not, right? Either way, I would let you guys post it. 
because I think we're going to need that written down. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. we're gonna, you're gonna have you're gonna need an email. We're gonna have to get a so audio and video that. recording isn't enough. Yeah. Well, we just want to make sure that we cover all bases. Yeah. I don't want your parents to come after me. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think they know the podcast exists, so I don't think they would, unless like it blew up because of like. Uh, because the the host in real life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this like person died, died on, on camera. All podcast or whatever. I feel and like it just kept going. That's I, that's something I've seen on Criminal Minds, probably. Oh, <laughs> that's Criminal Minds. Oh wow. We have talked about maybe two things that I wrote down. What, what else? What else do you have? Go, like, go through the complaining, list. Complaining, especially because it's just like a very like it turned into like a love fest, and I was here for it. So <laughs> like, that's fine. I'm not mad about it at all. What were your topics though? Go through the list. Oh, you want you want to go down the list? Yeah. yeah. Um. So the next one that we didn't talk about was sex and love not being the same thing but how people uh like need different things want different things whatever and then i have just like an arrow and it says cass has articles <laughs> i have no idea what that means <laughs> i think we, might, we must have <laughs> talked about like some academic articles like some type of research it doesn't look it. like cass knows what that knows what that means either but, like, okay do you thing. remember how earlier we all agreed that I have the Bad attention memory. span memory of a <laughs> yes. fish. Yeah. Mm, um, if it's not tattooed on my body, uh, I will forget about it. I have yeah. articles. But now also, I'm going to be bothered by this. Like, I feel like every conversation turns into one of us being like, oh, I read an article about that. Right. What else am I doing with my life right now? Honestly, nothing. <laughs> Uh, Basically, I wanted to turn this into, like, a personal probe session and just ask you guys about your lives in a non-rude manner, which is impossible. Yeah. Have I told you? (laughs) Speaking about asking about, like, your friends, like, personal lives, I had a bunch of friends from my cohort over my house when I was still living in Long Island, and (laughs) my one friend, like... I forget what she was, oh, she was showing me, like, pictures of this guy that she likes, and I just looked her dead in the face, and I was like, are you straight? (laughs) And she was like, yeah, why? And I was like, okay, that just explains the interaction that we just had, and I needed to clarify. Like, I needed to know for sure. (laughs) And I can't tell whether that's rude or not. No, because I had the same interaction with, like, I've had the same interaction with, like, family members, and other like people or friends like they're like they always ask me like for my approval on this person that they think is cute and i'm like that certainly is a person yeah like that's <laughs> yeah that's a guy and like i feel bad always saying like no <laughs> like no they're ugly or oh, something i don't feel bad saying that they're ugly i wanted to know if it's like rude to just blatantly ask people about their sexuality to their face with like no preference i mean i feel like if you're asking for straight though it's not being like are you gay <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, there's a different there's, there's, there's right. difference there <laughs> yeah 
Is that the same person that was dating that guy that they said looked like Captain America? No. <laughs> oh, thank God. That's a different friend of mine. She is... She's less my friend and is more like an acquaintance that I know through my good friend, Sarah. Um, but yeah, she she's the one who's like long-term boyfriend. She told me that he looks like Captain America. Spoiler alert. He does not, not look like Captain mm-hmm. America no. in any of any of Captain America's iterations. <laughs> oh, God. Hate to drag someone I don't listen, know. Listen, I know she won't listen to this. It's fine. But I'm really very not. not in any capacity. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I know that not everyone is just like comfortable being like, "This is my sexuality. This is my orientation." Like, let's mm-hmm. talk about it. But I'm so used to like me and the majority of my friends being some flavor of queer where we all just talk about it anyway (laughs) you know what I mean yeah like I feel like it just naturally comes up in conversation so then when I make like new friends I'm like am I allowed to just ask you that or do I have to wait for you to tell me (laughs) and I feel like the answer is I should wait for them to tell me Mm. because that's the polite thing to do but I also like to gauge my audience you know yeah I also, like, so I'm comfortable with talking about all of that stuff with you guys, but I feel like I really won't go out of my way in any way, shape, or form, or I won't even think to, like, tell other people what my sexuality is unless it, like, you know, pride comes up or, like, something else. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember, like, maybe it was today just seeing a tweet being, like, why do I have to come out, like, if you don't think I'm already yeah. clear that's on you? <laughs> I think I sent that to the chat. Yeah, that. <laughs> like, that, it's not like, you. Yeah, like, I feel that. <laughs> but yeah, the, um, what, what was the thing that you had on the list? The, whether or not sex and love are the same? Yeah. And I feel like everyone is kind of on a similar page of, like, I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone, so you guys can, can speak for yourselves. But I have a story about this that pisses me off, which is why oh. I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that it, though? Is like, the only reason why we talk about anything in conversation with each other on the podcast is because it pissed us off in some capacity. <laughs> yeah. There's some yeah. form of tea to spill. Yeah, um, yeah, personally, I do not think that they are the same. I feel like they can, you know, touch upon each other, but, like, they are not, they don't All correlate. Like this. Yeah. Yeah, no. Is that how it works? That's exactly yeah. how it works. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it, that's, yeah. Jen's the expert, did you not know? <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't know this either. <laughs> <laughs> No one else has thoughts on that. <laughs> I, I I agree. Yeah, I would say, I, I would like. say they're not they're not the same thing, but maybe this is just because I think I'm a weenie. But, <laughs> but no, take that back and then say your statement confidently. Okay, and then say you're a weenie. Yeah, <laughs> <And then laughs> you or just say you're a weenie with confidence. <laughs> 
Like, <laughs> oh, I am confidently a weenie. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like for myself, I have a hard time thinking about me doing sexual things with the person if I don't care about them in that way. That like, doesn't I'm make not- you a weenie. That's yeah, that doesn't make you a weenie. Whoa. Super weenie hut junior. <laughs> <Yeah. all right. laughs> because, unless, like, you're, unless you're a fictional character, but if I'm thinking about you that way and you're a fictional character, I, I love you. <laughs> I, am, I also agree with that. And so we, yeah, we I feel can be too. weenies together and yes. it's okay. We can sit at Weenie Hut Jr. and have our ice cream. Yes. And sip our little, what is it, Gooberberry, or eat our Gooberberry sundaes, <laughs> sip our yeah. little, like, cocoa or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make I don't know. I, th- I definitely think they're separate things. Because it took me, like, a year after actually having sex with Richard to openly admit that I love him. And, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, like they're definitely they're definitely separate things, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the mm-hmm. process in which you like figure that out for yourself doesn't have to be one way or the other. Like that's like you know you finding out like you love someone after that is no less valid than someone realizing that they love someone and then yeah. engaging in sexual activity. Like mm-hmm. that's yeah. Again, timelines. Whatever your timeline is, that's great for you. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, I very much think that they are different things. They are, like, at opposite ends of the football field for me. They they don't even kiss. They don't touch at all. Like, <laughs> no. Incorrect. Um, but, yeah, like, it's totally fine if you feel like you need to have one or both or neither. Like, that's... I feel like there should be no judgment value placed on that. Especially because I am someone, which leads into the story about something that pissed me off, but I am very much someone <laughs> who does not need to have romantic feelings with, for someone to be able to engage in any type of sexual activity with them. Um, honestly, like, I only need to like you like a tiny bit. Just like a crumb. You know what I mean? Um... Which people can take how they how they will. Had some interesting reactions to telling people like that. But I dated someone who not only needed both simultaneously, like needed love to be able to have sex with someone, but also very much equated them, like thought that they were the same thing. And it it just it blew my mind because as someone who, like I said, they are very far, far from each other. I could not wrap my head around the idea that, like, I can wrap my head around the idea that you need to have some type of feelings for someone, to have some type of physical attraction or sexual relationship, whatever. That makes sense. But the idea that they are the same just literally doesn't make sense because they develop it doesn't, it doesn't develop linearly. You know what I mean? Like you can have romantic feelings for someone for a really long time and not have like any type of sexual attraction to them, but you could also have sexual attraction to somebody and not have romantic feelings for them. Like they don't develop like 
simultaneously all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this person that I dated, um, they gave me not flack, but they were, I don't know what the, what the correct way to say this is without dragging my ex because I really don't like doing that. But they thought very negatively and were very confused about the idea that I had slept with people that I, I did not feel romantically attracted to. And I feel like that was like a weird turning point in our relationship that like, I felt bad about something that I never felt bad about before, you know, which like, I don't feel bad about it now. And I'm mad that I let myself feel bad about it, especially because they were a weenie for sure. And like in the worst way possible, like a real weenie. But like slut shaming your partner for prior relationships, regardless of the depth of those relationships isn't cool right totally cool because because regardless of like (sighs) okay like if you equate love and sex fine but like you also need to understand that not everyone thinks that way and like you need to be open with that especially if that other person is your partner well like what happens before we got together is A, really none of your business, and if I choose to share it with you, it shouldn't have anything to do with our relationship. Like, unless I murdered someone and I need you to be aware that somebody might come knocking in the future. <laughs> like, By the way, like, how does that affect my feelings and what I do with you, like, what I did with other people? And, like, the idea that, like, you are not you specifically but like a person isn't good enough because they've been with other people in a different type of capacity is like like i don't know how to wrap my head around it but it's like not great and i don't like it. <laughs> yeah and i mean like i know it's not great and i know it was not great at the time but like when you I hate that sometimes you make, like, concessions for people that you like. Like, that pisses me off. Like, why does my brain do that? Don't do that. Yeah, standards are important. And also, ah, that, mm. Right? Now, aren't you mad? That grinds my gears. Right? <laughs> really rustles my jimmies. Again, added to the list of things that I forgot I was mad about until I remembered it. I mean, yeah, like, that's that's really doing you dirty, because I would hate for, like, a person I was with, like, let's say I, my significant other was, like, a, a dude in whatever aspect. Like, I would hate if they thought less of me because I've dated women before, or, like, I've done, a, like... I was sexual with other people before them and like they felt negatively about me because of that and like what happens if you like meet someone much much later in life and like you can't expect like the other person you get into a relationship with to have like 
waited and waited for you, which, you know, gets me back into the whole, like, the idea of the one type thing. And... I mean, I'm all for the idea of people having, like, the one or their soulmate, but, like, don't expect me to not have done anything else with my life Mm -hmm. before I meet you. You know what I mean? Like... Yep. Like, is it, like... I wonder if it's just, like, people get upset because they inherently missed that part of your life and weren't a part of that, and that's something that they, like, don't get the chance to experience. But I feel like that leads into, like, a weird idea of, like, when people are obsessed with having sex with people who are virgins because they're like, oh, like, I get to be the one who, like, has that first experience with you. And then if you, like, aren't a virgin when you have sex with that, like, that type of person, they're like, well, I've missed out on this social construct. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's... Yeah, that's gross. Every, yeah, gross. it's gross. You're not entitled to every aspect of somebody's life, you mm-hmm. know? Especially if you meet them. 20 30 40 years into their life yeah and i feel like maybe it's maybe it's because like they were younger because i feel like maybe like you know people around our age might think about things that way like once you get into your like 30s 40s 50s people are like who gives a fucking fuck but either way like it's a very it's a very toxic and detrimental type of thought process and like headspace to be in not only for yourself, but also for your partners. Like people have a life before you meet them just because they didn't exist in your mind. It doesn't mean that they didn't really exist and do things before they met you. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of having a life, (laughs) I hate when in relationships or even like new relationships, people are not respectful of my time. Um, And yes, I I have a life and I've had a life long before you have uh, even entered it. Um, Respect my time and respect that like I cannot, you know, I'm not going to give you you're not entitled to more of my time that I can't even give to people who have been around in my life longer, who have already proven their worth to me, you know? That's just another, like, Tinder thing that grinds my gears (laughs) is when new people I meet are like, why aren't you answering me? And it's like, dude, I have shit to do. (laughs) Like, what do you... I don't, like, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. Like, I barely have time for, like, my friends let alone new people like i'm i'm doing this to meet new people but like you got to realize that i have a life and like how do you not have a life (laughs) right and this one person i met was like can you call me so we can like i'm like feeling really lonely can you call me and like i can't even call my friends what i don't want to call you and talk to you why don't you have friends where are your friends (laughs) that's kind of awkward yeah i was like no i'm not gonna do that (laughs) i don't know you yeah Mm. i don't like that i i call my mom 
And that's it. <laughs> I hate talking on the phone. I hate it. Yeah, it's so terrible. Much. Especially with a stranger. Yeah, like what would I even say to you? Uh-huh. Just just baby talk to them, Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that they know that I don't think they're a real person. <laughs> I hate that. I hate I- hate that i i also hate the idea of people going into um relationships thinking that their partner is just the carrier of their emotional baggage mm-hmm. which gets into like that and the, you know the boundaries of what you want and what you get out of a relationship but yeah your partner is not your therapist go to therapy yeah. um and don't and like the because I had had conversations too with new people I've met that like I'm I like I would like to think I'm kind-hearted <laughs> um and if if people need help you know I'm always willing to help but it's very weird and strange for people that I just meet or like people who are just maybe acquaintances coming to me and then dumping all of their trauma at my foot and being like help me with this like i know i personally would not feel comfortable dumping all of my trauma in front of someone i had just met but you would be surprised what people in the line at tops will tell you (laughs) well and that actually really leads perfectly into something else that i have that i want to talk about is like why do we feel comfortable telling people we don't know are like most personal, deepest, darkest secrets, but then we can't talk to our friends about like the tiniest things. I feel like a lot of it has to do with judgment mm-hmm. and shame in a lot of, de- and like also asking for help because, you know, a lot of people do not either know how to ask for help, don't like to ask for help, you know, it's, it's a whole process but I feel like you know with strangers there is a lot less accountability for action because you can just leave the situation you can do your damage and you can leave um but with friends or like relationships that you want to keep you know you need to be a little more tactful sometimes or the thought is that you need to be more tactful in order to keep face in that relationship but like just from like a social acceptability standpoint, I promise you that the, the cashier at Wegmans does not want to hear about the sob story of your bad day. Like when they ask, how are you? They want you to say, good, how are you? Regardless of how you Sometimes feel. the cashier will dump shit on you because I've been yeah. there. Yeah, that's happened to me. I remember someone telling me about like, uh how their house burned down like years and years ago and they're like still going through that trauma and i was like i'm very sorry and you know that's a very difficult thing that you have to go through and like you know i will i will validate that's that's fine and i also just want to get my chips and go back into my car and drive home like what possesses people to tell you those things like why can uh, this is all uh, sort of a tangent but it it this stuck whole podcast with me is a tangent it's fine. i was yeah i was at the gynecologist already starting off good right and she's like 
you know, knuckle deep, obviously. <laughs> and all of a sudden, she, she tries to make small talk, and she's like, oh, yeah, my dog just died. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> this oh, is what you're saying? I've, it, this happened a year ago. And this year, when I went again, she mentioned that dog. She's like, yeah, my dog passed away last year. And I was like, bitch, I know. I'm very aware <laughs> that your dog passed away. Thanks for telling me again. Like... <laughs> Knuckle deep, my dog died. Like <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> That's- I'm like... Oh is, is everything good down there? Like, are, okay. Like are, you trying to, are you trying to equate your dog dying to like an issue yeah. I may or may not be having? Like, <laughs> what is reminding you about your dead dog down there? Like, oh my god! Yeah, it was. I I I was stunned. <laughs> I feel like that sounds like you know how on whose line is it anyway? They have scenes from a hat. It's like <laughs> that's they, it. Things that you can't say during sex. It it's that. Yeah, that. like, and she's a nice doctor too. But I was like, what are we doing? I don't know you. Like, sorry. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my yeah. gynecologist has never said anything like that to me. <laughs> yeah, mine mine does. Is it because? people just bottle everything up and then it comes to a breaking point and so like the next safe available is what they dump their things onto that's what i would also assume i guess i mean like i couldn't escape what if i could do <laughs> <laughs> like you're literally stuck like yeah like you get stuck in certain interactions um and they're like oh well now that i have you let me yeah she had about- me. <laughs> that's what one of my managers is like like he's a manager so you can't just like walk away I can't walk away if I'm the only one up in the office because there's like hundreds of thousands of dollars in the safe or some shit and he just unloads everything and I'm like I don't care like he stopped unloading his stuff onto me because I've openly told him that I don't care about his life <laughs> As you, as you should. I only um, have enough room in my brain for one man in my life, okay? And he is not it. <laughs> and it's Jesus Christ, right? It is Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the Lord? Our my, Lord and Savior. My Lord and Savior. JC. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know, like, it's so sucky when people trap you, and you have, you can't go anywhere, and they just unload all of their emotional backstory onto you. Like, he keeps going on about how he's, like, wants to try to get with this girl who's half his age, and he's moving in with her, and he's trying to get a job. Yeah, he's trying to get a job somewhere. And I'm just like, I don't. (laughs) Okay. So, here's, here's the other thing about that. Like, I am very much a like age doesn't matter mm-hmm. in relationships my parents are nine years apart they have the most loving wholesome relationship and like i i, I love their love they have shown <laughs> me what true love really is um so like age, age gaps don't really bother me and they aren't really weird uh, but it's it's still 
somewhat inherently icky when a man specifically kind of has this like weird predatorial trying to get with a woman younger like if it just so happened like if it's a happenstance that she's younger then okay Mm -hmm. but like the way i've seen and have been preyed upon by people half my age you know like no thankies like it's not just happenstance too like he goes after the really young moms for some reason like he follows them around at work this girl he's trying to move in with is a young mother like absolutely not also stop preying on young moms they don't need you like that (laughs) and i think that's what he's trying to get at is like oh you're a young single mother well i can fill in this role no you cannot sir no no she's got it it's fine (laughs) god that (laughs) yeah Mm, oh my god that makes me mad (laughs) that makes me mad and also him trauma dumping on you i fucking hate that yeah uh not only is he a creep he's (laughs) i want you to leave your job i want you to leave your job i want me to leave my job too (laughs) (laughs) that is a mutual thing that we both want yeah i don't get people i think like all of the conversations that we've had today kind of boil down to like i don't fucking get people but you know don't hurt anyone while you're doing what you want (laughs) yeah yes yep i'm i'm okay with age gap relationships but it gets to a point where you have to look at it where like if you're like a 60 year old man and you're trying to get with a 20 year old girl what kind of life experiences do you have in common Mm-hmm. with this yeah. person like maybe they both like water polo courtney okay like <laughs> dude my, no my cousin was she is almost 30 maybe like 28 she was in a relationship with someone who was in his mid-50s it was really awkward because he was like as old as her dad my uncle did she bring him to like family events and things yes christmas thanksgiving easter oh yeah i love it, it. awkward <laughs> I don't know why that reminds me of Courtney had a coworker. Oh my god. Please tell the story. Eyes <laughs> 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 lit up. Okay. Well, I'll start with she she had a boyfriend that was around her age. So she goes on a cruise with her mother and her and her mother meet some middle-aged white men and when she gets back from this cruise, she leaves her boyfriend and immediately gets married and moves away with this man that she met and her mother does the same thing and she just had a baby with this person I'm like you went on a cruise for like a week and the, and you met so, you and your mother both met somebody you just abandoned everything that you had and you decided to leave with them it, it's just insane like i can't believe that i watched this happen what <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> what? Are they, are they rich? Like, <laughs> what were they bringing so. to the table? <laughs> like, I think he's a truck driver. Did he have some good drugs? What is happening he here? Big dick. He That's what have. it was. <laughs> oh my god. The dick is never that good, first. Well, Second. No. It's... 
<laughs> I just like that it was like it was like a mother daughter venture. Yeah, I know. Like, I think that part's that's that's weird. Mother daughter bonding. What? When I talked about it with my mom, I'm like, that would be so fucking weird if like my mother and I ever pulled that shit. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh, so weird. And now they have a baby. She just had her baby. Oh my God. So. Did that happen during quarantine too? That she yeah. had a baby, or was that? Oh, see, so we oh we God. we've come full circle. Another quarantine baby story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, how long ago was this that this, this was? Maybe two years ago. But it, like immediately after she met him, he was like okay, um, you're going to move to me and I'm going to pay for your schooling and then we're going to get married. And that's how it went down. I mean, that's. I mean, like wait. <laughs> I mean, wait. You're going to pay for my schooling? Wait. <laughs> right? like, oh, wait that's, what what? that's what it was. We were all like... Wait, we all stopped laughing. We're like, wait. <laughs> wait, okay. Make the school loans go away? Okay. That's it. <laughs> we're all like, oh, what? And we're like, oh, oh, okay. I understand now. That's fair. That's fine. You know what? Play your game. <laughs> you, you. Like, at the end of the day, as long as it's, like, consensual, it, it might be weird, but, like, you do you. Go yeah. for yeah. whatever you want. If someone is willing to give you that for little to nothing in exchange, I'm not going to blame you for taking it. No. I just yeah. felt mm-hmm. so bad for her poor, unsuspecting boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I totally forgot about him. <laughs> so did she. So did she. <laughs> 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 oh, it's terrible. Like, what do you tell your friends and family? Like, my girlfriend dumped me and, like, went off and married this middle-aged man she met a week ago? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. Weird times. Ooh, yeah. So we're running on, again, two hours. <laughs> I don't know, Jean, if you had anything else that you wanted to bring up. Nothing that is pressing. All the conversation that we've had today is, lo- is lovely. Yes, I will agree. Um, what do we have? We didn't agree on what we want to do next. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, no, we didn't. Uh... <laughs> It'll be a surprise. Chime yeah. off in the it'll comments. Be a to us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll be a surprise to us. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, if any listeners and or viewers have any topics that they want us to discuss, uh, the floor is open. Um, and yeah, we will see you next time. We have been the thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, guys. Bye. Good night. Bye. Bye.